Three, two, one. I'm not a Ganelf. I'm not a Ganoblin. <laughs> I'm a Gnome. <laughs> and you've been gnomed. Hey, everybody, this is Sardonicast. <laughs> I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. I'm Ralph from YouTube.com, so it's Ralph the Movie Maker. And I'm Alex from I Gnome Everything. Oh, no. We're joined and by a special guest. It is I, Elvis the Alien. <laughs> Hello. Uh, what planet are you from, Mr. Alien? Uh, Uranus. Oh, had that one lined up. <laughs> hey. That was quick. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Whatever, you guys know. That before. <laughs> so I, I actually just want to confirm with everybody here that everybody knows what the, the you've been gnomed thing is, right? I don't. No, you don't? Not you, Ralph? No. I'm missing out, dude. I was thinking, yeah, yeah based on the reactions I was hearing, I, I didn't think, Ralph. You, you two were both <laughs> laughing. It's, it's a stupid, basically, it was what was... Uh, what is now replaced the Rick roll, but it's it's I mean not just now it's been going on for a couple of years now, and the video itself mm -hmm. was created like probably ten years ago, but didn't even nobody bothered to watch it until people decided to use it for that purpose because Rick roll isn't cool <laughs> anymore, you know, like politicians and started also using copyright it. issues I think yeah that too like I the mean the music actually using the music the videos kept getting deleted yeah the gnome thing is yeah. kind of funny I like it a lot yeah um, it sounds it's such a weird video it's so yeah, genuinely right. like it's just genuine it, yeah, exactly. it seems like yeah. gnome the gnome it's yeah. just bloody weird <laughs> it's very bizarre um before before we get into uh, some questions about our guests I kind of want to I'm, I'm curious Alex how are you feeling now because you were pretty sick last episode yeah, yeah, and I've got I got some very nice support from listeners and whatnot. But I'm I'm okay now. Yeah, um, people were worried. Touch wood. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I mean, it's a scary time. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm okay now. It seems so. I was scared because you messaged me, Adam, saying that you were hearing stories about after ten days it can get way worse. I, I in didn't some mean cases, to make you way better. <laughs> like paranoid or <laughs> so anything. I was like, oh my like, god, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I'm one of the most paranoid people on the planet, so maybe I'm not <laughs> the best to listen to <laughs> in terms of these situations, but... But no, 10 days passed and uh, I didn't instantly die, so I'm alright. Okay. Alright. Well, glad I'm to hear you're doing ones. better. Thank you. <laughs> you guys had some questions for the guests? I figured out what well, yeah. planet he's from, so... Well, my brother is a huge fan of yours, so he sent me some questions. No way! <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> and he told me you watch devs, too, which we'll talk about. Um, yeah. But, so, he has a question right here. What's your favorite Nick Cage movie? Oh, shit! I'm um... a Nick Cage aficionado, too, so <laughs> I love talking about the Cage. I think Mom and Dad is probably my favorite. He's really? So he's so ridiculous in that movie. <laughs> well, yeah. do you mean like, because there's genuinely great Nick Cage movies, and then there's like yeah. the meme performances, like Vampire's Kiss. Like that one's yeah. my favorite. Do you mean yeah. that he's the best in that movie, or do you mean that the movie itself with him in it is good? I just feel like he's the most entertaining. Oh. Like the, the movie isn't good. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> It's kind of awful. I, um, yeah, entertainment value and, you know, how good a movie is for me can, so can sometimes be really different. Like, I can really enjoy something, but also know it's shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And that's, yeah. That's a, yeah. Good, a good thing to be able to do. Did you ever see Vampire's <laughs> Kiss? Yeah, that's a classic. Because like, yeah. Cage is one of those actors that, like, he could be really good in something, genuinely, like adaptation, yeah. or he could be really, like... I mean, I, not even bad. Bad's not the right word. 
but just out there like vampires kiss and mom <laughs> and dad and uh bad lieutenant like just crazy shit that just makes no sense you can but never yeah. say that he didn't give it his all yeah. he's 100 he's <laughs> in every role even if it's in the wrong direction he's at full speed yeah that's what i love about him he like screams for no reason and shit <laughs> it's crazy he loves screaming i think we forgot to ask a very important question who the fuck are you elvis oh uh, <laughs> what do you well, do my channel has morphed over time like an anamorph mm -hmm. it's weird like i start out as a like a, a gaming channel if you can believe it like mm -hmm. six years ago and then i became a commentary channel um like a regular like leave you here like cancer channel basically mm -hmm. and then i <laughs> oh, just throwing everybody under the bus aren't you <laughs> and then i slowly evolved into slightly better content but mm -hmm. then i started like harassing youtubers with like making them giving me their pictures so i can like troll people on tinder with them either nice. either that or like i force them to come on my series called people ruin everything where i make them like read really awful fan fiction based on a popular thing mm -hmm. i did that to alex actually yeah it was alien right that was yeah. a beautiful piece of art you made me read man. <laughs> i love that yeah and now i'm starting to go more into movie stuff so yeah i don't really have anything that really defines me i guess like next month i'll probably be doing documentaries or something mm -hmm. i don't know okay <laughs> yeah it's good Let's change it up demands change too so yeah it's good. true youtube is a forever changing world yeah, yeah. But like movie reviews stay around like throughout the entire course of this website i've seen so many trends come and go like prank channels or whatever and yeah. but like movie review channels they've always been there and they've always stayed because people are like always Jeremy watching Johns movies has been doing the same yeah but he's been doing the same thing for like years mm -hmm. and it's still yeah, it's still, still, critic. still kicking yeah yeah everybody kicking it with that wall review the kicking down <laughs> oh, the wall God. beautiful <laughs> so bad <laughs> it's the best what are you talking about <laughs> Didn't you, um, Alex, you made a video on that with your other podcast, right? That was funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were so infuriated <laughs> by it. We just we were really impassioned and just had to talk about it. I watched that yeah. again recently, actually. Like the the review. <laughs> um, the whole oh, thing? Yeah. yeah, and I read some articles on again? it. Again? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, I was just like, I couldn't sleep. And so I needed something to kind of just, you know, skip through to on my put phone. put you to I sleep? Guess. Oh, okay. I see how it is. I don't know. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I just, it wasn't happening. So, so it's just like, oh, what was this again? Yeah, yeah. And I needed to refresh myself on it. And um, I realized that uh, according to some article, and I'd fact check this later, that the um, the computer animated character was like a pre-existing character from another channel, basically. That yeah, they yeah, threw yeah, in yeah there, I found which that I didn't out know after. Before. Yeah, it's like very interesting. <laughs> so the character model was already done and they just made like this weird cameo that doesn't even fit. <laughs> and isn't explained or introduced yeah. yeah it's very confusing yeah the amount of work they put into that video is absurd you know that's mm -hmm. the thing that like, you can bust enough. the critics balls as much as you want but yeah. he's a hard worker to say the least like imagine putting like <laughs> like a month into a video and everyone hated it <laughs> it seemed like he put more than a month <laughs> yeah it seemed yeah. like an epic project i mean it was still yeah. a failure but I don't yeah. even want to give him credit. <laughs> it sucks and you should feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't bully. Guys, cool cat. 
says no bullying. It's not bullying. I'm just criticizing his content. Mm. You should make better videos. <laughs> it's criticism. It is. I think YouTube I is, is a, a valid art form. And so you can criticize art mm -hmm. forms on the platform, just like right. criticizing movies. You'll have criticism of criticism. It exists. It yeah. exists. Yeah. And soon the there will be criticism of that criticism. Yeah, it'll be a rabbit hole of criticism. It's just a never-ending spiral. <laughs> like the Saw movie? Yeah, the best spiral. It's so weird how people can like watching a critique of something more than watching the actual thing that they're critiquing. Oh, yeah. Like, that happens a lot with bad movies, especially. Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. yeah, so you weird. just condense it into a little chunk. Easy to digest. You don't have to sit down for two hours and watch, you know. Right, right. Whatever it is. That's why I try not yeah. to say very much about the movies that I actually enjoy if I'm recommending them in a quickie sort of thing. It's like, I don't want to yeah. provide like an alternative to the experience. Mm -hmm. you know? I don't want to describe yeah. the whole plot if I really enjoy it. I want to kind of <laughs> let people experience that for themselves. Whereas if it's a movie That's where I'm so actively hard. telling people not to watch it, I might, <laughs> I might try to help them get a bit of the experience yeah. or try to explain what that is in the review. <laughs> oh, man. This fucking Kimba review is just tearing me apart. Only a couple more weeks. Anyway, you had some more que questions, Ralph? For... No, I didn't. Oh, I we thought you some said... questions from the Reddit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I've well, got my one. brother had that one. Yeah? Go ahead. Yeah, Elvis, what... What's your favorite piece of media to ingest while you've ingested some of that that sweet, you know, goodness? If you know what I'm saying, wink, wink. It's not legal <laughs> here, so I can't say. Uh, are you talking like, um, like just Rule Thirty Four of anything? Is it illegal rule to, to ask oh, no, someone about weed, weed? <laughs> no, in your no. country, Alex? <laughs> I was gonna say Madagascar, but. Oh, oh, nice nice choice. Which one of the three? <laughs> or all of them? The third is the best, for sure. Hell Thank yeah. You. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you guys plan this out before? <laughs> oh, no. brutal. We got another but, one. But, yeah, weed, weed's good. Yeah, it is, for some movies. I'm trying. You know what's a good one? Lawrence of Arabia. You wouldn't think so. Really? Yeah, but, like, you sit there the whole three hours, you're like, that was fucking epic. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. The Holy Mountain is a good weed movie. I feel like you don't need any drugs for that movie. It's you just well, I mean, you it don't so like need any yeah. drugs for any movie, really. No. I, I, for some movies, you need them. Really? Last Airbender. Oh. Yeah. Half no, of the I, Cage's catalog, I love you probably need The Last Airbender sober. You, you can, you can watch it sober. It's about. still just as good. You can watch Fateful Findings sober. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, Fateful Findings is a good one. Mm -hmm. So how about this, Elvis? Let's let's no, hear your no. your favorite and your least favorite movie, just for a bit of context, so people understand your tastes. My least favorite movie, and your favorite, just both, both sides of the spectrum. Oh my god! What springs to your like, mind? Like least of all time. Yeah, what's your yeah, gut something reaction? That really, yeah, your gut reaction. Uh, wait, what's it called? Open House? Is that what's called? That movie sucks ass. <laughs> I think that's what's <laughs> Open House. I've never heard of it's 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 called the open house the it's like a netflix house. movie okay. oh that is it got the 13 reasons why guy in it yeah, yeah it's so it's so Dylan so bad oh, oh I, yeah, yeah i've seen that i saw I the trailer for it. it it looks yeah. like it i've seen your funny. video on it yeah it's really boring they just throw in like yeah. a bunch of jump scare sound effects it's so yeah. so dull honestly terrible if you ask my favorite movie this year or ever uh, yeah or yeah, ever or 
I mean, what's what's it is one really of hard your to just favorite say one. movies? I really like the movie Moon. Oh yeah, with um, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I think he's really underrated as an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. I watched that randomly, just out of nowhere, and I ended up really liking it. I watched it like immediately a second time. I don't think it hit everybody the same way, but for whatever reason, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Didn't it come out around the writers' strikes? Yeah, Do you remember that year there were the writers' strikes, and it was like one yeah. of the one of the gems that year. Yeah, two thousand nine. I I don't remember if it was specifically a writers' strike. I think it was like even more general than that because I I remember hearing oh, that it? that's how that's how Duncan Jones was able to get like really cheap animation, like quality animation on a budget so i don't know what that would have to do with writing but i i don't know i could be wrong but i remember hearing that like there might have been a more general strike or something i have no idea but i remember it ha- it applied to the animation in some way the computer animation all hmm. oh, right kevin spacey's in that movie voices oh yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> Forget about that. <laughs> our, our good friend Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, friend of the podcast. <laughs> oh God. So you wanted to talk about Devs. Devs. There's a show Devs that's on. It's FX Hulu. So I guess FX and Hulu made it together or some shit. Um, but it's great. It's from the guy who directed the movie we're going to talk about, Ex Machina, and it's like a it's like a mini series. It's not a full show i don't think it's gonna have a season two or anything but we've all seen it or most of us have everybody but me and it's great sorry everybody (laughs) (laughs) it's long i don't blame you it's you know plus you're not like the hugest fan of ex machina yeah um and and i really enjoyed ex machina i mean i like alex garland i'll for sure check out this show yeah i i don't dislike alex garland that's for sure it has some Alex Garland-isms, the show, mm-hmm. that's, like, annoying. Okay. And, like, some threads from Ex Machina that are, that are like, exactly the same or, like, similar. And it's mm. kind of... It's, like, kind of going through the same bag of tricks again, it feels like. Mm-hmm. But it's really good, and it's really smart, and everything you'd expect from him. Like, it looks fucking gorgeous. Like, the sets and mm. everything. Like, especially the the main like devs room wherever they de- where they're developing the technology yeah. that that room's amazing really cool. it's like floating cube thing mm-hmm. yeah i found it very haunting like very scary for whatever reason like the idea that we can basically the the general gist i don't want to like give any spoilers but they make mm-hmm. a computer that can like predict the future and and it can like look into the past and stuff. It's like okay. a really complex. It's like a really complex algorithm. Yeah. And and like it's so complex that it's like a hundred percent accurate. And it's super scary to watch because you're like you're kind of thinking about your own reality while you're watching it, and you're like, this is th- like, what if this is possible? It's fucked up. But that's just mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Yeah. And that idea that you're cemented into your fate like that. Like, this is what's going to happen to you. There's no escape from it. It's yeah. really scary. Okay. All of yeah. his movies are like, there's this science fiction element, but it's really creepy what he's exploring with it. These yeah. things, these concepts that you'd never really think about. I like and that. And it makes you feel like so small and, and helpless. <laughs> and yeah. all of his movies do that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it delves into the kind of multiverse type thing. Um, the way it displays it visually, I thought was really creative and interesting. And like you say, mm-hmm. it is really thought provoking. Like, I don't think the plot is anything that special or interesting, but it is propped up by 
yeah, that kind of scientific concept that really does get you thinking. It's all like yeah. thinky type movies like Garland's, most of his stuff is actually. And yeah, it by the end, it is really quite creepy and gets under your skin. Okay. Yeah. So so it has multiverses. Interesting. I was going to ask if, um, so like they built basically this this like program or like this machine that can like predict the future or something. Yeah, it's like a TV, it's basically a TV screen. Okay. Do <laughs> and they you just watch it. Explain the mechanics of it at all? Does it like measure every kind molecule of. in the universe or something? Yeah, it's basically creating a simulation out of molecules in the universe okay. and it is predicting where they're going to go and where they've been. And it creates a whole algorithm on that. Okay, so that's it's, cool. It's, it I like kind that. of makes sense. Yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm like kind of a determinist anyway, so it drills yeah. it drills the idea into your head that like you don't make any choices, you know? Everything that you do is predicted and, like, will happen. So it's it's just, it fucks with your head. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, this, the uh, the main girl, the uh, the protagonist in the show is Willie in Chan. Ex Machina. Yeah, she's in Ex Machina. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's um, she's, um, Asian robot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Ex Machina, I forgot her name. Kyoko. How, Kyoko. how did you feel yeah. about her? Because a lot of people I see are, are whinging about her performance um, and the character mm. in general. How did you oh, guys really? feel about that? Hmm. Yeah, like I, I, I thought she was definitely one of the like least interesting characters out of the bunch, but she's completely necessary for the like mechanics of the story to work. And I, yeah, I didn't have too many problems with her performance. Every now and again, there's a little, little thing that might have annoyed me, but it wasn't. It, it didn't ruin the experience for me or anything. Yeah. I noticed in the credits they had an accent coach or like a dialogue coach. Maybe that was for her or <laughs> like, I don't know. Possibly. It, yeah. Her performance at times was a little distracting, hmm. but I wouldn't say she was bad the whole time. <laughs> the heart of it is Nick Offerman, I reckon. Yeah. He, he was my favorite yeah. character by far. Oh, he was God, really interesting, yeah. but you couldn't make him the main character because then, like, no. I don't know. He's a little too out there. Um, I really like Kenton. His uh, CIA, former mm -hmm. CIA bodyguard. That was a really interesting character, I thought. Yeah, he reminded me of Kevin Spacey, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, no one... space really reminded me <laughs> yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's the hair. How about, uh, how about her boyfriend or whatever, her ex-boyfriend, who's like playing Dark Souls and pauses it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what I the like fuck? You can't pause Dark Souls. <laughs> that's know. horseshit. Yeah. But, oh, um, you're true. That's right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I fuck? found his whole what Plot happens hole. with his character a little predictable, <laughs> but I liked him. He was okay. It's really not a character piece as much as it is about that science fiction concept, and like that's the more interesting stuff. I yeah, thought. I, I don't think Garland. I don't know. He his characters aren't what makes any of his movies good to me. Like they're mm -hmm. kind of vessels to show off these scientific concepts in a way. Yeah, he's all about themes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, lots of like really well. literary uh, references, like all yeah. of this stuff, uh, poems and biblical kind of references, which are mm -hmm. satisfying to mm -hmm. to put together. I think the strongest characters in his movies are the ones that like the actor just brings a lot to it, like mm -hmm. Oscar Isaac in Ex Machina, or in this you have Nick Offerman and uh, Kenton and all these really good actors. Um, who's yeah. the girl? She plays Kim in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> That's how I know. Oh her. yeah. She was good, too. <laughs> I don't know the actor's yeah. name, but yeah, she was good. Although, I don't know if it needed to be eight episodes, honestly. I feel like it sagged a bit in the middle. Mm -hmm. One of Personally, those. I could have done with it, it being tightened up a little bit, whereas I kind of feel the opposite of like Ex Machina, which we'll get into in a bit. Who was the, um, the actor that played the uh, that kid who was fired 
from devs yeah he's like the prodigy young yeah. genius kid yeah. in um they're in that the pacific rim movie that really yeah. bad one the sequel oh. <laughs> i really i liked her little uh like the whole bridge thing i mm-hmm. liked that a lot that that was cool yeah That's the really conclusion cool for that character was really interesting and like hammered yeah. home the the theory stuff I'm, I'm trying really hard not to spoil anything, so I'm just not saying mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can be the vague. The on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. If you want to go into a spoiler discussion, as long as you just say beforehand, that's fine. I'm not, mm-hmm. like, the type of person that really gives too much of a shit about being spoiled. Like, it's more about, like, the presentation and experience for me. But, and so the if there was something too. you wanted to, yeah, talk about, go for yeah. it. If it were me, I wouldn't want it spoiled for me. So, like, if I don't want something spoiled for me, I won't spoil it for someone else. Okay. But, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I'm probably more of a more of a fan of Alex Garland stuff than you guys, maybe. I don't know. I just, I really loved Annihilation. I'm a big fan of Ex Machina. Like, I love this show, too. I, I just enjoy something that has a voice like this. That's very clear. It has, like, a di- director's vision. But it's a show. It's a series. Yeah. And that's becoming like more common now, and I like that. I love that it was short. It wasn't like dragged on. If they did a season two, it'd completely ruin it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He yeah. said if he's going to do a season two or some other thing, it would be totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it should be. Are you um Are you a fan of the uh, screenplays that he's, uh, that he's written for Danny Boyle? I don't know what that is. Uh, Sunshine, <laughs> 28 Days Later. 28 Days. Yeah, 28 yeah. Days Later. Oh, yeah. I, I like 28 Days Later a lot. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite zombie movies, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great He one. also wrote weeks is good, a too. video game called Enslaved Odyssey to the West. And I have that on PS3, yeah. but I haven't actually like played the whole thing yet. I've I'm played that. I'm doing it sometime. Ooh, yeah. How's that? Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty good. It's like a loose adaptation of that uh, Chinese monkey tale. You know, the one I'm Monkey's about. Monkey's Paw? Um, yeah, with like Pigsy and, and all that, and he rides like a cloud and stuff oh, okay. like that. I don't know if that's the same thing I was thinking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know how it would hold up now. Um, it was kind of one of those like mid-tier kind of games, where it was just like quite short, didn't go too crazy, but it was mm-hmm. interesting. And Andy Serkis played the main characters, so that was oh. a pretty good performance from memory. Hmm. About, he also um, did, um, he Dread. wrote Dread, and apparently mm-hmm. directed the movie. <laughs> oh why <laughs> really he apparently yeah yeah according no, to carl urban no no uh according to carl urban um he is basically responsible for for the movie to coming together okay kind of like the way spielberg is known for directing um poltergeist it's kind of that sort of situation okay mm. so pete travis is listed as the director on imdb yeah yeah but yeah well, but i was reading through i think the wiki or the or on imdb and apparently that's the case, and I'd heard that before. Oh, so Pete Could Travis wrong, is a but... big phony. <laughs> <laughs> Hack fraud. You want to rate the show now? I don't. I don't have anything oh, spoilery man. to say except yeah. there's a there's a plot line involving. I'll be very vague. Russians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a little much. Um, but aside from that, yeah, it, didn't it, was, go it just felt kind of out of place. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so silly compared to the rest of it. Because yeah. you, you're dealing with, like, these Silicon Valley people, and it's very much, like, on top of all this other stuff about fate, you have Nick Offerman's character, who's, like, this ridiculous billionaire who's dealing with a lot of personal stuff, and mm-hmm. he's just unloading money onto this godlike project without any mm-hmm. concern for the repercussions of it. It's because, you know, it's his own delusion and, and want for power, and that destroys him in the end. That was super cool, too. Yeah. I think the whole show's great. Want to give it a rating? I'd give it an 8 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, same, probably. Yeah. 
or I don't know, maybe a nine. Nine. Hmm. Yeah, I I pretty much agree entirely with your review you wrote on Letterboxd, Ralph. I think that's a pretty good summary of it. I don't know if I give it four star. I'm kind of torn between a seven and an eight kind of rating for me, just because of I didn't. I, I watched like six episodes in a row, and then I just like did some other stuff for a bit and wasn't compelled to rush back to it or anything. So I, I didn't think it was particularly stellar um aside from the like production and the the theory side of it and all that but it is still very good um a, a very nice thoughtful piece of science fiction so yeah i'm gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna settle on a seven beautiful thanks for reading my review <laughs> <laughs> if you watch seven episodes in a row of anything then it's a pretty good show i think <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I love the uh, the music too in this. He he uses music really well, both yeah. weird like avant-garde sci-fi music that you'd expect out of 2001 or something and then like, like just yeah. just like rock music like or alternative that's like oh that that fits. It's really yeah, works. it was with the same composer as Annihilation and I really uh, like the music in okay. that movie. I think it's really yeah. Yeah, really striking and creepy. Yeah, the mm -hmm. the soundtrack in, I, in Annihilation is great, that's for sure. I've I've heard mm -hmm. it used in like a bunch of uh, YouTube videos at this point. Oh, <laughs> There's really? this really funny um, <laughs> Wendy Williams show edit where like it turned into like the ending of the Suspiria remake by the end of it. <laughs> it was really really funny. <laughs> uh, I'll link you. I'll link you that one later. Okay. It's so funny. All right. Did you want <clears throat> to move on to uh, Ex Machina? Mm-hmm. So that's Devs. Congrats, Alex Garland. We'll move on to another movie he made. Yeah, did it. Called Ex Machina. Uh, spoiler spoilers. discussion, everybody. <laughs> uh, spoiler discussion for this movie. Um, it is from... Do, do, do. Let me pull it up here. 2014? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. You got a better memory. And it stars Alicia Vikander, Oscar Isaac, and Dom Hall Gleason. Alicia Vikander's a robot that Oscar Isaac built in a strange facility in his house in the middle of nowhere. And he brings Dom Hall Gleason to come in and give the robot a Turing test to see if it's really conscious or just pretending to be. And it's fucking awesome. It's another sci-fi horror movie, kind of. And I don't know. I think it's it's still stuck with people. I think it's really original. And um, yeah. What did you guys think of it? It's good. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, it's weird. I have a weird experience with it because I, I, this is my second time watching it. I remember like really loving it the first time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't mm -hmm. love it quite as much this time. But in thinking about it, I do kind of love it is the thing. I think it's really, I think it's really smart in the way it's integrated, like I was mentioning earlier with Devs and a lot of his other work. So many like literary references and like Shakespeare and Frankenstein and there's just a lot to think about. A lot of interesting concepts in the whole. I love the manipulation angle of the movie mm -hmm. and just the way that's presented with like the what's her name Ava and whenever she's kind of manipulating uh, Caleb, there tends to be a lot of like reflection shots with uh, that show the kind of two-faced nature of what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting seeing it for a second time because. You don't know where it's going the first time you're watching it. So it's interesting watching how this machine, which you know is manipulating him, is getting away with it in the like rewatch. So it yeah. kind of added a, a new layer for me. She gave a very good performance, too. Um, she played with almost like doughy-eyed, like very sweet-looking and innocent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But behind the scenes, you know, she's doing this, this whole plan to basically escape at the end. And I didn't see that coming at all. 
I didn't see that that twist where she would be that that kind of a monster where she would just leave the facility and and leave Domhnall Gleeson locked up in there. Yeah, she's ruthless. Uh, yeah, she's ruthless. But it was it was so well set up and subtle. There's a lot of like biblical themes in this movie too, which I thought was kind of interesting, like the mm-hmm. whole Adam and Eve thing, and this is kind of strange because Ava and Eve, you know, they're kind of similar. Yeah, all of the names are biblical, I think, from the yeah. three main characters. Mm-hmm. Nathan is supposed to be like a representation of God, while Caleb is supposed to be um, Adam, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting and definitely not something that I caught on the first time I watched it. Is there like a forbidden fruit element to it? There isn't Devs, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Devs, definitely. Okay, cool. Devs has a lot of religious stuff. Yeah, there is the seven-day thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. That it took her to escape while Caleb was there. How does uh-huh. that tie into the Bible again? I forget. What's the seven days? It's like the, the, the world was created in seven days. Oh, okay. Right? Okay, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And God, well, I guess God in this movie is like Oscar Isaac, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> he made life. There is one thing that really bothered me about this movie. It's There's only one, and it's such a small thing, but it, I don't know. It's so dumb. The fact that this guy is a multi-billionaire, and he's like a tech god, right? But he uses these little key card things for his facility, to get around when obviously that's not very secure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's it, true. Just, All right. You should have used like a thumbprint scanner or an eye scanner. Yeah. They had, those exist. I think it's worse that, that he can, the main character can like override all of the security protocols with that key card instead of having like anything password protected. Like yeah. <laughs> ignore the doors. Like he can literally change the entire <laughs> security system with that key card. That's that's a gigantic yeah. security flaw. <laughs> <laughs> he just does not give a fuck about security. He just loves these robots. I guess not. It's weird. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Smarty Pants. Fucking genius over here. It's weird because he made that joke um in the film where he was like talking about the guys who installed the the stuff in his facility and he's like, Oh, I had them all killed. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I wonder if that was true. <laughs> yeah. He says it jokingly, but you never know, based on the character, could have actually happened. Yeah. Another another thing I really liked was um Oscar Isaac's character. You could see that he was also struggling with the whole um am I human or am I not type of thing. The first thing you see him doing in the movie is he's exercising, you know, getting his heart rate up, which is something that machines can't do, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's interesting. And also sets up, like, he, he beats them at the end with the weight. So it was like a clever way of setting up that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The weapon at the end. Because usually it's so obvious when, like, they set up a knife or something that's going to be used later. Chekhov's but weight. It was, it, was, it was well done. Chekhov's weight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, part of the manipulation of this in, of these robots, too, in the movie is they're not a great box, like uh, Dom Hulk Gleason uh, says. They're they're women. They're like these very attractive women that Oscar Isaac made, probably because he's a weirdo and a yeah. creep. They he's wanted to build <laughs> the women like that. Yeah, um, it's also important. Him. Yeah, you do. Um, and that's partly why Dom Hulk Gleason turns against him. It's because there's a different, more perverted level to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something I liked about the movie is, like, we talked about movies like Showgirls that have tons of naked people, but it's it's so pornographic and not like yeah. part of his story at all that it's just pointless and silly this it felt very appropriate to the story and mm-hmm. about since it's about sexuality it wasn't gratuitous at all yeah yeah i'll agree there i didn't think for sure 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's an element to the actual story that makes it necessary. I, th- I think that mm-hmm. one of my favorite aspects of this movie would have to be o- Oscar Isaac. I like his character a lot. He's probably the only character yeah. that I really like in the movie. I'm not really fond of the uh, main character at all. I felt like, you know, as as you were explaining earlier, like the characters in certain things that he's created are more or less just vessels for the story, I guess. I didn't really mm-hmm. feel connected to Dom Hall Gleason's character, and I didn't really think that it was particularly a, a great performance or anything. I found him kind of annoying, honestly. Wait, yeah, for the story to work, he kind of has to be naive and impressed by everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like out of his element. He's just kind of a pawn in the story. Yeah. Until it's revealed. With that, you mentioned earlier the bit where he kind of overrides the security system. And I think that is one of the weaker parts in the movie where there's kind of two reveals where Oscar Isaac reveals that he was a pawn the whole time. But then Caleb also reveals that the night before he changed the entire security system. It's just like a bit weird. much for such a small... Yeah, I, me- I, I mentioned earlier, I almost think this idea could have been fleshed out into like a type of miniseries thing, which I would have found really interesting. As much as I like the quick pacing of it because it doesn't drag at all, I almost wanted more, which is a good... Which is a, I'd prefer that over, you know, the opposite, but there's a lot yeah. going on. A lo- yeah. You know, it's a weighty yeah. idea and you do want to see it expanded because it is... The whole film set over the course of a week. Um, and that's actually a detail I really like with the, after Nathan is killed, there's another title saying um, that it's a, what, session seven or something? Yeah. Implying that it was Ava kind of testing them the entire time instead yeah. of the other way around. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, which is a nice little detail. I um, I personally do kind of feel like it dragged on a bit for my own experience, honestly. Really? Well, it it gets a little repetitive for me. I I it, it is a lot of the same thing happening for the, the, the whole movie. It's like a bottle movie, yeah. You know, like these test sessions and then take a break, you know, talk to Oscar Isaac, maybe have a shot outside where they're talking instead of just keeping it inside and then go back to the <laughs> session thing <laughs> like it hits, I don't know, it's a little repetitive for me. And I think mostly because, hope I don't offend anybody by saying this, but I don't find the philosophical elements of this film to be really all that deep. I find it to be kind of just repeating thoughts that I've already had just from experiencing other movies. And although other movies, like, you know, when I was younger, I watched like AI artificial intelligence. And even though in that film, the philosophical ideas weren't as explicit, like they weren't as explicitly said in that movie. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was more or less thinking about the same kind of things of like, okay, well, what what makes up a human consciousness, right? Like, are these robot AI beings, are, are, are their consciousnesses as legitimate as a human being's, even if what they're doing is essentially just programmed? Because in a way... Even human beings are also programmed by our own biology, by our own evolution, stuff like that. And so although this film said it more explicitly, I, I don't I, I it wasn't ever really any kind of like new idea or thought process for me. And there's like there's other media that I feel really dove in in a much more interesting way. There's a, a game I really like called uh, the Talos Principle. 
And it's one of very few games where, like, actually reading through, you know, you find all these little, like, computers everywhere, and you can read through all of this, you know, lore and all of these ideas. It's one of very few games where I actually want to read everything, because what they're saying is, like, so incredibly deep and thought-provoking, and I I just love where it's coming from. Whereas in, in this movie, I don't really feel like it was as fleshed out as something like that. And of course, you know, two different mediums, one's a video game, one's a film. And so you have more of an opportunity to do that in a longer video game. But still, I, I did not did not find the philosophical elements in this movie to be incredibly deep, personally. And so that's yeah, why it got okay. a bit repetitive for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's propped up by the mystery angle. For mm-hmm. me. That's what keeps it most, you know, engaging to me. Um, Because it does have that, like, backbone in the background of the, like, philosophy stuff and all these little, like, uh, the the painting, the Jackson Pollock painting is one of his works that he went back to to adjust or something. Mm -hmm. It's just like a little Easter egg kind of detail, just like Oscar Isaac's character was doing. It's just, just, like, full of so much, like, detail in the mise-en-scene and all that shit. I don't know. I really think the film flows really nicely and it it escalates to a nice degree because... The, the the mystery angle of um, Ava shutting down the power and you know just manipulating him basically and planting those seeds of like there's there's something nefarious going on mm-hmm. is enough mm-hmm. of a hook for me to stay interested. I'll give it I'll give it that same word nice. It's just not <laughs> it's it's not that much further for me. It's a nice movie. It's nice contained you know small scale but with production value and some good animation doesn't. You know, even though it is repetitive for me, it doesn't like extremely overstay its welcome or anything. It's not like a huge commitment. It is. It is a nice film. I just, I just don't think it. I don't, I don't think it's amazing. And I know a lot of people do, and I'm probably upsetting a lot of people as usual, I guess. But (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, I'm just not like blown away by it. I I prefer uh, Annihilation to this movie, actually. Even though I don't think that's a perfect movie either. I, I don't think it's amazing, but. I, I'd prefer I'm Annihilation more too. quick to watch really? Annihilation another time. Like, I watched that twice just because I wanted to, whereas Ex Machina, I, I wouldn't have watched a second time if it wasn't for the podcast. Well, I find the characters in Annihilation, like, kind of weak, and I, I really don't like the first hour of that movie at all. Mm-hmm. This oh, one shit. feels so much more... <laughs> this one feels so much tighter. <laughs> it's a trick of the light! It's so much... <laughs> I mean, there's issues it's so with that movie, obviously. so much tighter. I... I yeah, yeah, it, it's so much. It's just a better movie, I think. Uh, like Alex, uh, what you were saying, how um, each time you watched it, it got a little less interesting. I found it more interesting the more I watched it, and this is uh, this is something that's actually grown with me over time. And I think there's enough that it's it, it's exploring differently that it makes it stand out. Like there's that there's that whole sexuality angle. There's the the visual effects are fucking gorgeous in this too. Mm-hmm. They're like completely seamless. I like yeah, the set design good. of whole thing. Yep. I like the subtlety. I like the slow burn of it. And there's not a lot of movies that are that are giving you that. Um, and I appreciate Alex Garland for putting himself out there and doing that. Yeah, it's not a it's not an easy task to tackle something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like it's really complex, and I feel like. It takes someone with balls to do something like this. Like, like anybody can make a horror movie that's like, oh, spooky ghost. But I, I just feel like <laughs> something like this, where the themes are so complex, it's like that in itself. Especially if you if you succeed at any level, I think it's cool. 
Yeah, it just never comes off silly. It always felt very realistic, and I liked the characters a lot. Except Dom Hoggleson, maybe he was a little he was a little straight, <laughs> a little straight and like mm-hmm. predictable. I do feel like I didn't like how Nathan in the movie he's either like really arrogant and he has this god complex and so he he overlooks a lot of shit. Either that or like he's just not as smart as I mean he's he's really good with tech but everything else he sucks at. Like how could he not have seen this coming if he planned for the test to be for Ava to escape and um Domo Gleason is like the test subject basically. Like obviously he implanted like this massive amount of data into this woman's mind. So she's so much smarter than he is. She's going to find a way out. So it's it's like why <laughs> yeah. even have the test? Because he has such a giant ego. That's totally what yeah. the impression yeah. I got. Yeah. He yeah. would yeah, even tell Dom Hall. Too. He would tell Dom Hall Gleason things about the technology he's developing. And in yeah. his mind, he thinks it's great. He was like talking about how Ava had a vagina or whatever. <laughs> he was like, oh, this is amazing, see? <laughs> fully and functional. Like, like he's doing something good, fully functional. But Dom Hall Gleason doesn't take it that way at all. It's yeah. like it's like Oscar Isaac is he he's not he's not getting it at all that what he's doing is actually really yeah, wrong. Yeah, he's full of hubris. <laughs> yeah, he's so full of himself. And it's similar to Devs too where you have that tech billionaire guy yeah. who gets so obsessed with his own creation and he becomes like a god. And he doesn't realize what he's doing. And I guess I guess that doesn't really bother me going back to Elvis's point is cuz they kind of establish that he's having problems with alcohol. And that's right, kind right. of how he's given the chance mm-hmm. to you know, uh, Caleb is able to get in there and yeah. So uh, he's kind of like security. he's a little bit weakened by the time Caleb shows up. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming he's like having issues with alcohol and he's probably lonely because he has no friends or anything. Mm-hmm. He's just with these robots all day that he's built. <laughs> it's a good quarantine movie. <laughs> Great quarantine. Movie. Yeah, true. <laughs> right. <laughs> and going back to that, um, uh, like restraint angle, I really enjoy the the scene where Ava murders Nathan. Like, there's nothing flashy about it. She's just holding a knife and just, like, really gently just kind of shoves <laughs> it into him. There's no silly sound effects or anything, no scary robot. Yeah. It, fe- yeah. it feels really real to me when I watch yeah. it. That, that's what. That's why it's, I find it so impactful. I kind of I disagree that the movie is never silly, though. I think uh, I think there are a couple silly moments. The dance scene. The dance I mean, that's scene. intentional. <laughs> that's like, that's yeah, intentional. Silly. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's the best scene in the movie. That's, that's <laughs> the, the, I, I like that scene. I love how they're both coordinated. Like, just they have yeah. the same choreography. You can tell he, like, programmed it and rehearsed it. Yeah. And he's like, this is what he's been doing to kill time. It's just, like, yeah. this fucking dance routine. And he was probably waiting for forever to, like, show someone else. And show hopefully somebody. they'll be impressed sort of thing. Like, that was that was yeah. funny. I like that part. Now's the time to shine. That, that's That's probably the most memorable part of the movie for me. But yeah, I don't know. There's 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 other parts of it that that come off as like a little unintentionally silly. Like when when the main character is like cutting himself and like trying to <laughs> see if he's a robot. Like I get what it's saying. It's just presented in kind of a silly way for me. I, I yeah. I, th- for the most part, the soundtrack is good. I enjoy the soundtrack for the most part, but I don't think it complements the movie in every instance that it appears. There's the part where mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac is um, like on the couch. And he's confronting the main character and there's this whole sort of like, hey, this is like a sinister kind of like uh, uncomfortable scene where 
um, Oscar Isaac's character is starting to be revealed as kind of like this uh, kind of like villain character in a way. And I feel like the music in that scene kind of made it a bit more cheesy than if it didn't exist there personally. It spelled it out a little. Yeah. Like spelled it out too yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can get that. I was kind of feeling that too. Personally, I didn't find I didn't find the scene when um Donald Gleason's cutting himself very believable. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it if was I weird. were in the same shoes, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. Like I probably would have been questioning things, but to that extent is a little bit extreme, I think. Yeah. Need to be set up better. Everything with his character is just he's just too He's just kind of dull. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like his character because they only have a week. <laughs> yeah, they only have a week to explore it. You know, like if it was mm-hmm. set over maybe a longer period of time, you really could have right. hammered home the like the mind games that were going on. Because yeah, I, I feel like so. I feel like it at some point that might be something you you would do. Because yeah. seeing what he is seeing is like a real would be a total mind fuck, especially with how like high level it is. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with him potentially doing that. I guess it was just the how quick. Yeah, it give got it like there. a month, right. not like five days. Like, yeah, really hammer <laughs> home like, oh the God, whole isolation <laughs> aspect. <laughs> yeah, especially when he knows he's like being watched on camera and everything too. And then Oscar Isaac yeah, exactly. confronts him about it later. He's like, "You don't seem like you're doing too well. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're crazy." But yeah, I, I not a big fan of the main character. Or the performance, even. I'm not sure I have seen much from Dom Hall, Gleason, and anything else, honestly. It's a weird it's fucking a name. Dom. Yeah. Dom Hall, Gleason. He's in Black Mirror. Oh, yeah? Which one? Where he played a robot. It was oh, where yeah. the like, wife's like, husband died, and then he comes back as a robot. Oh, yeah. yeah she gets a replacement husband. Yeah, that's it. He's he in Dread. Okay in that. He was? Apparently, I'm just on IMDb. Hmm. I don't remember him at all. He's uh, he's, he's in Star Wars. He's that iconic character. I forgot his name, but he just yells um, a bunch. Oh yeah! And he gets shot. No, I remember. <laughs> Fucking waste of a character. Yeah, the guy who dies. The guy who gets yeah, who served no purpose in the story. And then yeah, dies. I remember now. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, he's Mad Eye Moody's son, like the actor who plays Mad Eye Moody. Oh, that really good actor. Mm-hmm. Branky on his name. Yeah, I um, I like where the story goes, for sure. I I I like that it does end with the main character being cucked. Like that's kind of fun because <laughs> I don't like him and I don't want to see him succeed. <laughs> I don't like the main character, so it's a little satisfying in that sense. If it ended with like her releasing him and they both like run off into the sunset, I would have hated it. And then they get married. <laughs> Yeah, I really would have not liked that ending. Yeah, that would have been awful. Yeah. We were against the whole point. She, of she doesn't even look at him. It's great. She gives him like yeah. a little glance as the elevator's closing. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. <laughs> Oopsie. It's, it's kind of strange, though. Do you think she has any humanity in her? Or is she just like a monster? Humanity? What do you mean? Because she's like, not human. <laughs> no, I know. But like, that's the whole thing. She She pretty much is human because everything about her is human right Mm -hmm. so like she would have empathy and all that or does she well she she has kind of like dreams and fantasies it's clear she's conscious and she's self-aware of herself and everything around her which is why she wants to escape (laughs) you you say it's clear but i think that that's like one of the philosophical questions that it raises though is like is what she's doing just a programmed 
response to something or is it genuine? And if so, regardless of which one it is, is that different than what a human being does, right? Like those are the philosophical yeah, questions yeah. there. Yeah, so. you could argue that people's actions are all programmed responses too. Mm -hmm. Action, reaction based yeah. on external yeah. stimuli. So it's just weird that she just doesn't like him at all. Maybe it's because he he revealed to her that he was like just there to test her. Because then from that point on, she probably just saw him as a means to an end. Yeah, or yeah. maybe she sees every human being that way. Maybe she doesn't process people <laughs> in, in a way where she would want or, or where she would feel any necessity to, to having right. emotions for them. Like that's a very <laughs> real possibility for the film. Yeah. Oscar Isaac just made like the ultimate high functioning sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume she was kind of programmed to like want to escape or something like that. Just like manipulate him. She's like a rat in a test tube type thing. Just trying to escape and doing anything in her power. Why did you program me to feel pain? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> she has her own desires, I guess. You'd assume if, if he goes through all this trouble to try and free her, that she might take some liking to him, right? I mean, if she were any human... If she has the capacity. At all. Or at least feel some guilt when yeah. you know, she leaves him. Yeah. If she was programmed to be able to feel those things. Yeah. Well, she she ends the movie by going to that intersection, which kind of implies that, you know, she dreams and has wants for something. Right. That's like her goal is, is freedom, I guess, until they integrate. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, we really should have... um watched artificial intelligence too because i feel like that that movie is we covered it on a previous episode yeah we covered it in the past oh you did yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's a good one it is a good one that one's grown on me too when i first saw it i was a little uh, like because there's some goofier elements that oh, i was too happy about <laughs> but mm -hmm. I, I think it's grown on me a little someone on the subreddit said there's nothing to talk about with this movie I should have recommended another one. <laughs> I'm like, really? what? what? <laughs> Ex Machina? I feel like there's so much to talk about. Whatever. Yeah. People in the Reddit, stupid. We got a good half hour yeah. out of it. We, sh we should have done Land Before Time. <laughs> yeah. We should have done Madagascar again. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the shadow shot at the end. I felt like it was like decently yeah, well shot cool. throughout. Nothing like super amazing or anything i, I like the sets more than i liked the uh cinematography mm. i don't think the story called for anything too like crazy yeah with the cinematography it's, it's mostly nice, just yeah. people talking small contained yeah. kind of thing yeah okay here's a big question for you guys ready are mm. you ready i'm ready where does it get the skin and all the parts huh <laughs> <laughs> where does it come from uh nano machines does he have a little factory in his basement does this movie enough? is set in the same universe as Under the Skin. So the aliens take the skin mm. from the people in that movie, uh. and they give it to Oscar <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> like, mm. he does all the work? Like, if you're a billionaire, you don't want to do all the fucking work. Like, put all the machines together. He orders it from Amazon. In this universe, they have the <laughs> yeah. drone service up and running, and the batteries last a long time, and they can fly it out to him. Oh, I see. It all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah there's things like that you just kind of have to accept. Because if yeah, you start sure. going down that rabbit hole, like just the whole thing will yeah. unravel. You know. I'm just saying, if I was a billionaire, I would not be doing this shit myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd probably be no. on a beach somewhere. What do you think of uh, Kyoko's moment near the end? 
Like, do you, what, what do you think about the idea of Ava just whispering into her ear? And then she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to kill this guy. She was downloading the plan. Yeah, well, it's like, I don't know, because Kyoko is a character that you'd have to imagine, based on what we see in the film, feels a lot of resentment towards Oscar Isaac's character. And she's probably, yeah. like, raped by him <laughs> constantly, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so I'm just, like, kind of curious about, like, her character and, you know, she's... We see her preparing food and stuff. Like, she has knives and weapons and she's alone with him for a lot of the film and even before the main character shows up, obviously. So it's like, I wonder... I'm kind of wondering, like, what was whispered and, like, what what that even means in terms of like just being able to persuade this other character just being like, Hey, you want to kill him now or something? Like I, I'm kind of, <laughs> I, I kind of took that. her as like a more primitive model that wasn't yeah. nearly as, as advanced. Mm -hmm. Like there's that the part one. where, um, Caleb goes in to a room where she is and she just like starts undressing and it's like, is that mm -hmm. a behavior that's just been coded in or is she just so used to doing it and has the freedom? Like it, I guess it, it's just one of the unanswered questions, but mm -hmm. I, do, I do think it is one of the the most obvious reveals to me is that she's also a robot. Like mm -hmm. even my first time watching it, I thought that was like my first thought as soon as she was in a scene. Maybe Ava was like changing her coding, kind of like freeing oh. her from her from yeah. her captivity. She connected to her Bluetooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I saw it too. If she was like a maid robot, maybe she could just command her to do what she said. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, she hacked. I definitely into her didn't see her frame. character as any more than like a sex slave, and mm -hmm. like yeah, and like a literal slave just making dinner and clearing the table and stuff like that. Did you guys, when you first saw the movie, did you think that she was a robot or not? I at, thought at she first, was. at first, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, I did instantly. It was probably somewhere was in my mind, but I, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that was supposed to be a twist. It was just like I was so it was so obvious to me. I mean, at first, I I wasn't completely convinced i thought that she was probably one but i was like okay well maybe he has like a servant lady i don't know but the way she put the plate down i was like okay that's robotic as fuck like <laughs> yeah and the fact she can't speak and stuff and doesn't like really emote or communicate in any way mm -hmm. right yeah. i wish they play with that more i wish that she was more human so it, it kind of surprised people i don't know i feel like there was something going on there like but maybe Ava could see like through her or something, like mm -hmm. spy on them through her, because uh, she comes down to them at the. She comes down to Ava at the end in the lab, right? Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't she help her escape? <laughs> yeah, something? I don't know. Maybe she was She's just there. walking around. Maybe, maybe she was just hanging out. <laughs> maybe she, she was trying to get like there. a better Wi-Fi signal or something <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> I would love it if just like at random points throughout the movie, she like opened her mouth and started making fax machine noises or some shit. <laughs> the main character's like, "What was that?" The, the internet Oscar Isaac is like, "Nothing. That's just that's her, that's her culture. That's her language. <laughs> some shit." <laughs> tries to like play it off as like perfectly normal. Ignore that. Did you guys see um, Nathan as racist at all? Like. Mm -hmm. You know, since no. she was like Asian, and or do you think he was just playing with the fact that he didn't want her to speak English? What do you mean? Oh yeah, there's that too. You might just had a fetish. Yeah, because remember he was he yeah. was talking to um, Caleb, and he was like, "Do you have a type? Right? Like, do you say you like black chicks or whatever?" Mm -hmm. Like he, and um, I'm guessing his type was Asian girls or something. 
You never know, because mm-hmm. you go through all and that it's clear security that Ava's, footage. Ava's also modeled off of what Dom Hall Gleason searched up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or that's what he says anyway. So that does make sense, actually. He had like a he bunch of different these robots. I think he had a bunch of skins in yeah. that closet. <laughs> so yeah, do you think he fucked them all? Probably <laughs> just the one. I'm I'm assuming he fucked <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> he probably had up, a, a big robot orgy. Yeah, it's probably what mm-hmm. happened. And got him to dance first. Yeah, I Sounds suppose like that's kind of crucial for his character because I don't know how evil he'd be without that sexual side mm-hmm. being shown. Because it... otherwise, he's just kind of like a a mad genius, you know? Yeah, like mm-hmm. he's he's just testing the limits of his creation, and that that's the main thing. Right? So, so you've like perfectly engineered these like sex toys, basically. Yeah, <laughs> there's some there, there's that's a bit like more the of an exploitative element with that there. Sure. Yeah, especially if you've got this guy here testing to see if it is like a life form and you're fucking them all, <laughs> like building them to fuck them. <laughs> it's pretty creepy. And he also yeah. says like, no, I'm like her dad. It's like, well, you're the dad to every one of them, right? <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah. He said it, not God. me. Ugh, that's weird. It's like he he actually spent the time to develop like a vagina, like a metallic vagina for these women. Yeah, that they react to too. You wouldn't? <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. That's the weird thing. It wasn't just he's making sex robots. They're fully functioning, conscious, basically people. But he uses them for this purpose. It's mm-hmm. sick. <laughs> that that element yeah. is a little, yeah. it's a little demented. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's one scene that I had uh, an issue with that has to do with the the cards that they use to go in and out of rooms. Um, when he's really drunk and he drops it on the ground, or no, he. He, he's like, oh, where is my card? You know, he's like looking through his pockets. <laughs> and then Donald Gleason's like, oh, you dropped it. I feel like <laughs> that is really stupid. I know he's really drunk. And I've been really drunk before. He wasn't blackout drunk. He was still walking around, you know? He might have been blackout drunk. Really? Yeah. You could be I like, mean, maybe, you could be blackout maybe, yeah. and still be like functioning. He like kind of, he was kind of like on the floor too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I do think you should have put it in the couch, though. I think that would have been more believable. Just being like, "Oh, you were sleeping yeah. on the couch," and it was. I just in the thought couch. it was suspicious. If I, if I was Oscar Isaac in that situation, I would be suspicious because right. he just walks yeah. in and he's like, "Oh, here it is on the floor, right, right in front of you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was just hanging yeah. out in the elevator. Whatever. But that might have been the start of like Oscar Isaac's suspicions. Maybe he yeah. no, he maybe he picked up on that, and that's why he put a camera in the room and started spying on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I th- I thought he I'm had a sure. camera in the room already because was that were... before? Yeah, it's hard to know. Well, he yeah, put because he... those power cuts. Yeah, he put an extra happening. camera in the other room that was battery powered. Because yeah. Ava would kept he, she kept shutting off the lights yeah. to talk to him. Yeah, that was a little weird too. Because she said that she charges her batteries through the um, induction plates. And she was able to reverse something and then shut off the power, basically. Which was weird because, like, when she did it, half the time she wasn't, like, touching anything. Unless there were just, like, induction plates underneath her feet at every moment. And that's how she was doing (laughs) it. I don't really know. Yeah, It's 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 science stuff. (laughs) Science. (laughs) And it's weird, like... That's the way she charges, right? Her yeah. battery. So if she's if she's doing it in reverse and she's losing charge, wouldn't that like turn her off? I don't know. It's just Yeah, weird. I don't know how that works. Whatever. The only purpose of the power outs was just to talk to Zom Hall Gleason too. Yeah. But Oscar Isaac said before the movie before the movie even starts that 
there were power outs. Yeah. So I was mean, she like, just doing that before? Maybe to make it look less suspicious when yeah. he shows up? She was just fucking But that around. must have implied that she knew that he was coming and when he was coming. Maybe. Well, I, mean, I don't know why she would have that. An escape? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's like a few things yeah. in this movie if you really try to like break it down aren't don't make a lot of sense like i really like the concept of like the how he describes the brain being something that you know was like a, a fluid kind of mechanical substance so it could like write and rewrite over itself but yeah. i don't see i don't see why that wouldn't be possible with just like some sort of like software algorithm you can still write a code where things are able to rewrite their own information and draw new you know artificial circuitry not necessarily having to be like physical circuitry from like one one associative mind thought to another like you'd think that that would just be possible cool, within though. a program but i still like the concept even if it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah and the the fact that it had to be like a brain in the head like how human are you trying to make these things it's just weird right yeah what the like fuck just computers <laughs> a brain in the head <laughs> It's like you no, know, like a robot brain, yeah. like a literal <laughs> robot brain. What is strange? It just looked like a brain, but it was actually in their butt. I don't know if he ever said it was in their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would, it would up the security, but we already know he sucks with security, right? Mm. Like, if <laughs> yeah, if you want to kill one, you wouldn't shoot it in the butt. You would shoot it in the head. <laughs> Never know. All right, I'm. I've said everything I wanted to say about this movie. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Well, sure. You can get into ratings. I fuck with robots. <laughs> What'd you think, Elvis? Out of ten, what would you give it? An eight. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I give it. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Yes. On the exact same level. Four star. Mm-hmm. Eight. And I'm giving this one a six out of ten. It's a very nice. Oof. It's a nice wow. movie. It's contained. It's fine. I'm just like it's. It doesn't speak to me. It doesn't nice engage movie. me. <laughs> In ways that I would want, especially out of a movie that's being like philosophical. Mm. Yeah. A little repetitive for me. Some cheesy moments. Nice overall. I like Oscar Isaac. I like his character. I like where the movie goes plot wise, I guess. But yeah, just not not an incredibly personal or engaging experience for me. It's fine. Mm. I guess I'm just a sucker for sci-fi. Like, anything that's sci-fi, really, like, that already has anything? an upper hand on me. Most things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's not bring that up, please. <laughs> yeah, I like sci-fi like this. That isn't stupid. Yeah. Like yeah, I Paradox. like Alex Garland. I like Sunshine more than I yeah. like this movie. I like Annihilation, Ooh, I even though, yeah, it's flawed also. But... Yeah. I'm excited to see more of what he does, and I'll check out Devs too. Hell yeah. I-, I like that he really tries to make stuff that, you know, forces the audience to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's heady. Yeah, mm-hmm. I-, I feel like we're kind of lacking in that department nowadays. Or they got to throw in an action scene or something. They got to tie it all together at the end with, like, you know, everything's got to make perfect sense. And I don't know. Like, like Annihilation was so vague and at the end and just like crazy <laughs> with like a bunch mm-hmm. of shit going on there's like no way you could understand what's yeah. going on yeah and i i appreciate that he does shit like that because i feel like most people would just turn it off go oh, i don't know what the fuck's going on yeah <laughs> i liked annihilation a lot more the second time i saw it mm-hmm. which is strange yeah, same 
Yeah. No, I'm, I've I'm seen all of his work multiple times, including devs. Mm -hmm. It's that it's just that good. Have you seen everything he's like directed or also written? Because I've never seen the beach. I'm kind of he hasn't directed a lot. One. Yeah, this was his first Which one. The beach. That was another um... the beach. I haven't seen. OK, no. Yeah, this was uh, okay. Ex Machina was his like uh, directorial debut, I think. Which is yeah. a really, really I mean, good first movie. he'd been in the industry, yeah, 100%. For directing, yeah. He'd been writing for years, but it's cool to see him direct yeah. that. And apparently he directed Dread a little, yeah. so... I'm happy yeah. to see that this was successful. <laughs> it's not it's not a movie I hate or anything. All right, question time? Yeah, let's do some questions from the Saad community. If you want to leave your own mm -hmm. questions for us to answer on the uh, upcoming episodes, head over to our subreddit where there'll be a suggestion thread. Let's start with this one, then, from... Uh, Niels2765, who says, what film has the worst fan base behind it? There's a lot. The worst fan base? The obvious Anything superhero-related. Really? You think so? Okay. Yeah, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. That, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the only, it's the only like fan base I've <laughs> had like truly horrible experiences with. Like yeah. every like all the stuff I've talked about, like it's been fine, you know. Maybe the odd thing here and there, but the Star Wars one in particular was like, dude, I didn't realize it was like on this level. People take it really seriously, way more yeah. than I ever did. Uh, yeah, and you have Star Wars Lego, so you know, like. Yeah, like I'm I'm a fan myself. Yeah, you're. So a fan I'm, boy, I'm saying so. that as a fan, yeah, man. Yeah, me too. I love Star Wars, but then you have these. I just didn't know how much people loved it. Until, like, these new movies came out. Well, yeah, out. there's, like, it's so huge that there are, like, sects, you know? Yeah. There's, like, sects who like this bit but don't like this bit, and there are sects who like all of it, and then <laughs> it's just, like, it just never yeah. ends, and they're constantly clashing and warring in its own weird little It's like a religion, thing. almost. Oh, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, whenever you put something it's on so too complex. high of a pedestal, it's not a good recipe for, like, positive discourse. Yeah. Especially on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Star Wars is up there. You got like a bunch of like film snobby type people that, you know, anything criterion if you don't like it, they'll <laughs> yeah. freak out. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. There there's a bunch of there's a bunch of annoying fan bases out there. Superhero movies, people are really really yeah. emotionally attached to these pre-existing characters regardless of what the film's like. It's like you're not you're not just attacking the movie, you're attacking like their identity. And that's that's not a good recipe, right there. Yeah, I I don't understand people that that love a movie so much that it becomes like part of them. If someone says they don't like it, they almost take it as an offense. Yeah, yeah, like a personal insult. Yeah, yeah. All my favorite movies, it's like I I imagine like I don't even have to imagine. There's tons of people that don't like the Holy Mountain, Synecdoche, New York, The Lion King, and I might you know be disagreeing with them, but I'm not gonna like take it as a personal attack and you know at the end of the day it's like okay if it's not for you it's not for you that's fine yeah all right next question i guess we answered that yeah so. did it okay crappy mcdick asks what's this? <laughs> <laughs> all right what are some divisive films that you love uh, uh, adam just named a bunch <laughs> holy yeah, true. Mountain. Mm -hmm. i didn't realize how films. um divisive under the skin is which is a film mm -hmm. i love is that divisive? Well, yeah, yeah. That's what, like I was looking up all these lists to see like what films are considered divisive, and huh. I was like, oh, I guess that's one of them. I guess some people yeah, really definitely. don't like it. The same with Under the Silver Lake. Just all the films. Oh are yeah, under that's a big one. Title. Under the Silver yeah. Lake's a good one. That's that's Underworld. A weird movie. I really, I really didn't like it at first, but then the second time I watched it, I liked it so much more. Mm -hmm. 
I've seen it so many times. I still don't know what it's about, but it's so entertaining. <laughs> it, it's so well done. Yeah, the whole thing. It is really well done. Mm-hmm. Those are really good ones. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave with those. <laughs> the ones you guys said. Personally, for me, a movie that I really love that other people might not love. Um, it's kind of random, but it's called The Endless. It has HP Lovecraft stuff in it, and I just love weird stuff like that. And they, mm-hmm. and I thought they did it pretty well. It's on my watch list. Yeah, it's on mine too. Yeah, it's one of those movies where I know it's not perfect when I watch it, and there's things that they could obviously do better. But I just, I just loved watching it so much mm-hmm. because it, it got under my skin. I don't know. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, when you're a kid and you watch something, and then like you just you love it so much, you watch it over and over, and then you grow up, and you're like, okay, and you go back and you watch, and you're like, it's not as good as I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Bionicle movie. Yeah. Bionicle movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any Harmony Korine film? Usually pretty divisive, I think. Mother was pretty divisive. I don't love that movie, but I, I like yeah, it. Was a big I, one. I think the end is crazy. I really enjoyed the crazy ending, uh, but I understand the divisiveness of it. Mm-hmm. Gave me a headache. <laughs> it's a little full of itself. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and also like as soon as you cast Jennifer Lawrence into a movie like that, you're basically asking for the wrong people to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you got, like, not, the Hunger Games crowd. Not a lot of crossover she was in some, like, shitty horror between movie that type of film and like her other movies <laughs> or people that would see a movie mm-hmm. because she is in it. Yeah, it was funny how quickly the, the public opinion shifted on her. Because I remember where she was when she was an up-and-comer, it was like, whoa, she's one to watch. And how, everyone like, loved everyone her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like but real people. that press conference thing. She fell she over. Like, <laughs> if you put your phone down. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that was saying bad. To the reporter. <laughs> she, she had that huge scandal, too, with like the nudes leaking out. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I can't imagine that. Yeah, that would have sucked. <laughs> oh, that would have really sucked. <laughs> Yikes. She was in Red Sparrow. That's right. No one saw that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And like obligatory performances in um, the X Men movies because she was like passionate at first because she like wasn't as famous. She wasn't Jennifer Lawrence, mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. see this like transition of <laughs> how much she cares. And by what was it called, Dark Phoenix? You can really see the look in her face. You can really like, see it. That's what made me here. dislike her. Because clearly, comic book fans love this shit, no matter what it is. They were probably really excited for a Dark Phoenix movie. Mm-hmm. And just to see her just not care at all. Not just in that one, in the one before it, and even the one yep. before that. It's it's like, what are you even here for? You're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to suck. When there's yeah. tons of other actors who could play Mystique just fine. <laughs> exactly. It's not like a huge role. It's not like something to be proud of. I don't know. It's... Exactly. She gets killed off in the movie, too, because she didn't want to be in it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> funny games is really divisive love that movie yeah, a lot of funny people games. hate it that's a good one. Oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of people just absolutely loathe that movie but i think it's great mm-hmm. yeah you know, a, a weird one experience. i found out there's a there's a group of people that really despise uh scott pilgrim versus the world and find it mm. like the most huh. annoying thing what yeah, I, I can understand yeah. that i love that movie so much oh man that's yeah, weird. I, too. I think it's great. Do they not like hipster culture? <laughs> do they not I like guess, hipster? I guess because it's like mimicking the style of the like original comics, some people might find annoying. But it's like, yeah. yeah. There's so much the weird context. things about that movie. The humor is yeah. like really dry and ironic too. Like mm-hmm. I could see someone getting really annoyed by that. 
Yeah. Like the Bollywood musical number by the first Evil X. Yeah. Like I yeah. can see. I, I've watched that movie with people before, and they they can't stand that part. They think it's too much. Um, yeah. But I think I think all that is just creative and hilarious. Agreed. It's a shame. It's a shame people can't appreciate Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't didn't it flop when it came out? It was like yeah, a massive a bomb, bomb, right? Yeah. That's horrible. Two Canadian all these talented people. Yeah, that too. Gross. People like Canadians, <laughs> especially Americans. <laughs> yeah, I guess Annihilation was kind of polarizing too. Yeah, no one really? saw that one either. They so just does put every it on film Netflix. we like, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every good movie. <laughs> all right, next question. Individual log asks this: What are some stereotypical things about your countries that you partake in? <laughs> Barbecues. <laughs> beer uh, barbecue, fire, fireworks sh- shooting yeah, I guns say barbecues more with um australia uh yeah mm. okay. shrimp on capitalism apologizing yeah that too in america it's it's also like a melting pot of different cultures too so there's like a lot mm. of things i do that are mostly italian i'd say i'm more like in terms of what I do, like in daily life, it's more toward Italian than American. Like I probably right. like eat more Italian food and do more Italian things, like going to visit family and you know shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. America is the dumbest country. There's like nothing that really defines it aside from like <laughs> what, like hot dogs and Trump, like burgers, <laughs> diners, diners, diners. But diners like are food, Greek. Yeah. Like that's a Greek thing. Oh, like all really? diners are owned by like Greek people, yeah. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, guns. That's it. That's that's it. Yeah, guns. Guns. going yeah, to the yeah. gun range. That's the American pastime, right? <laughs> going to the gun range, <laughs> shooting some tires and some bottles <laughs> with a giant like assault rifle that you don't need at all. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. I went to one place. They had a tank. You could crush a tank with a car. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You could crush a tank with a car. <laughs> You crush a car with a tank. That's what Sorry. I thought. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> that would be fucking Next crazy. Next level. Yeah. You could drive a tank into a car that just crush it for like Cow- $500 or something. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Cowboys and guns. I'm going yeah. out shoot the LMG with the boys, honey. Be right back. <laughs> Gotta go to the Old West. Mm-hmm. Like that area. I've been to Tombstone before. That's pretty American. Mm-hmm. The frontier. That's the only thing we have going for us. Cowboys and guns. Yeah. That's a very American thing. Going to the desert in America, like Arizona. That's very American. Mm -hmm. All right. How about you boys? Uh, I like tea. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Tea's good. (laughs) Tea and biscuits. Yeah, is tea a UK thing? It's a very UK thing. Is it the same thing? I guess certain kinds of tea. Because it's like, I don't know, green tea. Isn't that like Asian China. Yeah, green tea is more for like an Asian. British yeah. yeah. people love like tea, English though. breakfast. Yeah, yeah, English breakfast yeah. tea. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there are plenty of people who are addicted to it, mm-hmm. and they have to have like five cups a day. Yeah. <laughs> you like good. beans on toast? Oh yeah. That's weird. Hmm. <laughs> oh shit! Is that like a is that <laughs> yeah. like an English thing? Yeah, I think yeah, I never so. heard of that. That's an bangers English and thing. mash. Yeah, that's an English thing. Yeah, I like I like. Yeah, I partake in all of it. Putin. French fries and gravy and cheese curds. Oh, yeah, I've heard about it. Is that good? I've heard it's really good. It is fucking good, yeah. Fucking do it. It's <laughs> great. I don't know why other places don't adopt it. It's like a really simple thing to make. 
Yeah. French fries and gravy, but also cheese curds. It's very simple. Yeah, it sounds nasty. What the fuck? I just feel the word the word curd is just nasty to me. Lemon <laughs> curd. <laughs> it's just the word curd. It might yeah. taste nice, but it's just something about it that makes me just want to gag. Really? Yeah. It has huh. the, it has the same feeling as like the word pus. Uh-huh. Really? Like yeah. Gunk. Like something yeah. I would get out of my eye like after sleeping. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> is that what it's made out of? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. You figured it out. Gross. <laughs> Oh, Canada is actually even worse than the United States. What the hell defines Canada? I just listed one thing. We're nice. Aside from like, we apologize to people. Yeah, we got like maple syrup and shit. We got hockey. Yeah, hockey. Winter sports in general, I guess. You know? Yeah. Fucking skiing and snowboarding to some degree. Although there are other places that do that, certainly. I don't know. Being nice. Not hating everybody else. <laughs> Being nice is a universal thing. <laughs> mm, I don't know. There's a film industry now in Canada that's pretty huge. Yeah. So, yeah. That's worth noting. Yeah. It's it's so strange how different the states in Canada are, but we're right next to each other. Like, mm-hmm. we have, like, school shootings every month. And then <laughs> Canada's like, hey, mate. Well, what the fuck kind of impression was that? <laughs> yeah, it sounded hey, like mate. from my end. <laughs> mate, what, what do the uh, too. Canadians say? They say a uh, boot, isn't it? A a boot. A a. <laughs> How about that? A. I was going to yeah, park my car at the uh, car park, eh? In the garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's really Canadian. Why don't you just talk like that normally? <laughs> oh, I do. I, I'm putting voice. on a performance every time you hear me speak. <laughs> uh, when I'm not on the internet, I let my true Canadian shine. <laughs> do you ever do that though, where you go back somewhere like this more rural or something, and everyone speaks like with an accent, and you kind of adopt it just inherently? Uh, kind of kind just of. fit in and make everyone more comfortable. Yeah, um, not really so much. I don't know. Uh, it really depends on where you are in Canada. There's like small town Ontario kind of talks funny and like newfoundland and mm. yeah it depends depends where you are canada's got a whole bunch of different vibes depending on where you are very versatile very cold yeah yeah that's a thing <laughs> but i don't know vancouver is not that bad at all vancouver like barely ever gets snow mm. but the rest of canada oh, we get a lot of that snow. sounds right oh yeah vancouver is is totally fine weather wise people complain about it a lot because we get a lot of rain like that's basically our winter is just mostly rain but uh, i don't know those people either just really 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 hate rain and would rather have snow or they're just very sheltered and haven't lived anywhere else in canada because everywhere else in canada has so much worse weather in my opinion hmm. moved away from the cold parts do canadians do the same thing brits do where it's just constantly talking about the weather just non-stop like every conversation starts with the weather I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that sounds like How kind of exciting. a universal thing. I don't know if yeah. it's like a just Britain Canadian sort of thing. I think a, I think everybody, if you don't have shit to talk about, you just talk about the weather. You know, conversation starter. I guess it's easy. That's what you talk about when you have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to say hi, I guess. Guess what? It's raining. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a British experience. <laughs> that guy EJ has this to say what are some of the most intense and anxiety inducing movies you have ever seen climax yeah I was gonna say that's a pretty intense one run Lola run 
Oh yeah, yeah. That <laughs> one a got bunch me going. of running. <laughs> Woman yeah. running around all over mm-hmm. France. It's crazy. Irreversible. Very in- I guess for the way really thing. likes getting that anxiety out That's of That's his thing, yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah, it's his thing. Safety Brothers Uncut movies. Gems, obviously. Good time, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Safety Brothers. Eraserhead. I think the anxiety building in that is quite effective. We uh we mentioned Annihilation and uh the the ending of that movie freaks me out in such a visceral way. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me genuinely like fight or flight. I don't know what it is about <laughs> it, but it's just so freaky to me. And I love it for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Even the bear scene before that. Mm-hmm. That was sick too. Cool cat saves the kids. <laughs> that's a good Very anxiety one, yeah. inducing. Uh Fury Road, Mad Max. That one got me going a little oh, bit. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting. I rewatched. Um, it's not a film, but it might as well be. I rewatched uh, season one of True Detective, mm-hmm. and in the middle, there's an mm-hmm. episode that was like on the edge of my seat, even though I'd seen it before. It's like this uh, six minute wonder, which was like, oh my yeah. god, this is inc- so intense and impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really loved that. I love that too. That was a great scene. Uh, Alien. Uh, like, yeah. like the last, the last half of the movie when she, they're just running away, like going down hallways from the. I even find like the first sick. like hour of that movie quite anxiety-inducing because it's so yeah. slow and there's that score uh, and everything uh-huh. looks so and then it's like the claustrophobic element. Yeah, 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 yeah creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> that's a Love great that movie, one. but yeah. yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard, especially if you've been through similar things before. I can mm-hmm. imagine it must be really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a few it. there. That is every movie that induces anxiety. <laughs> every one. <laughs> That's every ever been made. <laughs> we have a question from a guy who is, he's asked this question so many times. I'm just going to throw him a bone and give it to him. Mr. Underscore McNinja guy says this. <laughs> you probably don't know this, but there is a new Batman movie in development that is supposed to come out in 2021. The movie is directed by Matt Reeves. And Robert Pattinson is playing Batman, featuring Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. But he just lists the entire cast. The movie is supposed to have a detective noir style, like the old detective movies, and Riddler will probably be the main villain. The small teaser, yada, yada, yada. Personally, I'm very excited for the movie. Reeves is a great director, and I loved his Apes movies. The cast is also fantastic, and I love the Batsuit and the Batmobile. Would you watch this movie if it came out? I think it's going to come out. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, you we'll never see. Know. <laughs> I'll watch it. As far as the DC docket goes, this is like one of the only projects that I'm even remotely interested in. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, yeah. everyone loves Joker, but I, I like Batman like in the universe to be playing off the villains. That's what I like about Batman and all that. So seeing yeah. like a proper like detective one, because when was the last time we really got one? Like, he, I guess it was The Dark Knight Rises, and that's really not like a true detective kind of Batman interpretation. Yeah. It's I would like say Dark Knight's more more like detective. Yeah, that's the noir. last time we got it. That's that's so. what I think this one's more going for. I hope so. It kind of looks neat. Like I've seen some pictures of it. Looks okay. But all that matters is if the story's good. <laughs> I'll watch yeah. it, but Pattinson's the only aspect that makes me even remotely interested. I'm not a Matt Reeves fan at all. Mm-hmm. Find his movies very cookie cutter, very cliched. <laughs> like just, I think the Apes movies are okay. Yeah, but yeah, they're not. What else did he do? Did he do Cloverfield? Yes. Was that him? Cloverfield really and like Cloverfield. the American remake of Let the Right One In. Let me in, which was terrible. Yeah, I didn't like that. Remember the yeah, the shadow scene, like Chloe Grace Moretz is attacking someone, and there's like the CGI silhouette 
it looks fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Really, I don't think I made it very far into that movie. Honestly, I think I turned it uh-huh. off after like ten minutes. Probably didn't even make it that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not a big Matt Reeves fan. So we'll see the how it is. The bat kind of goony looking. I have no idea. I don't. You know. not like it? Uh, it was just some shots that were leaked. The, the bat suit looks kind of weird. Were the actual shots of the movie or just on set? Because they always look stupid on set. Yeah, yeah, it was just on set. That <laughs> oh, might have okay. just been a might have just been like a a stunt double though. So mm-hmm. it's hard to know. I guess you won't really know until it comes out. Yeah, we'll see what it really looks like in the movie, like yeah. with all the grading and whatever. That's what happened with the Justice League movie. They like Zack Snyder filmed it one way, and then they redid the whole movie and changed all the colors, and then Batman looks silly and Superman looks silly. Oh yeah, because yeah, like he didn't ridiculous. design it to look like that. Yeah, it sucks. These Oopsie. studios. We'll see how they fuck this one up. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll watch it. That's all I think. I'm like, how are they going to fuck it up? How's the studio going to, like, rework the script? Or, like, oh, this is too dark. Let's do reshoots. Uh, Robert Pattinson grows out a mustache and they have the CG out or whatever Oops. happens. <laughs> it's always a disaster. Yeah, yeah well, I see. didn't see that last one, the Harley Quinn movie. I didn't know. I I didn't it wasn't see that. good. <laughs> you it don't sucked. have to. <laughs> Pretty bad. It was terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was like so bad they had to change the name or something because no one was going to see it and didn't know you what it was. Changed the name like five times. It's like Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, that, that magnificent, no good, horrible, horrible emancipation of nonsense. That is a really bad name. An it's awful so name, forgettable. It it's mm-hmm. unbelievably it forgettable. Ian McGregor <laughs> is what's his name? Black Mask. He was okay. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was okay. That's it. Right. Mm. Mm. I'll see it at some point, but I'm not going to rush out anytime soon. The issue with the movie, too, it was a Harley Quinn movie, but then it started to become about all these other characters, and they were trying to do, like, a kind of ensemble kind of thing. Um, But it came across, like, Big Hero 6, where you just have, like, this one character you really want to focus on, but they keep introducing all these other things because they want to make more movies, and they want to sell toys, and they want to market, like, songs and whatever. It just becomes, like, distracting and stupid. Oh, no, nobody saw it. You made a solo movie yeah. based on the most annoying character from Suicide Squad, and nobody saw it. <laughs> I don't think the issue is her. I think she's a fine character. She's like one I of the most the recent. <laughs> she's probably the newest like Batman character or comic book character in general that like people really connect with because she was invented in those in the animated series, right? Apparently, people don't connect with her enough. <laughs> Margot Robbie plays her well. It's just there's nothing going on. Yeah, it, there's it, no story. There's no heart. If her character just, is supposed to good. be irritating, then she does a really good job. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah she is she kind of supposed. Yeah, she's supposed in to be Suicide irritating. Squad. Yeah. And they have to give her kind of a heart. Like she's clearly nuts, but they have to make her somewhat normal so an audience can relate with her, even if it makes no sense. I'm a good bad guy. <laughs> That's what's lame about these like constant like villain movies they keep making. So the whole reason they're fun is because they're just like mustache twirling villains, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. But Venom feels really bad for Tom Hardy because he's a loser, so he helps him save the world. <laughs> hey, oh, Venom's Venom great. Don't delayed. talk shit about Venom. <laughs> oh yeah, did you hear the title for the Venom sequel? Yeah, yeah. Let there be carnage or some shit. <laughs> oh my god. 
That's I'm uh, so excited. That's promising. I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah. I hope Tom Holland's in it too. I hope Eminem reprises his role. Yeah. His credits <laughs> does another carnage! song. Into the carnage! Into the carnage! Please, please, guys, uh, let yes. there be another Eminem song. I really hope so. God, that movie's a meme now. Phantom. Dude, Phantom's yeah. hilarious. That's when I found out that apparently, like, there's loads of people really love it and think it's awesome. Ironically, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the worst thing. How can it's you better possibly than like the villain? The villain's so bad. Riz Ahmed is that the yeah yeah evil Elon Musk? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't even remember him. He was pretty bad in it. Yeah, uh, I won't. I won't defend him, but I like Riz who, Ahmed. Who was good in Venom? Though, honestly. <laughs> oh, uh, Venom was good. Mm. Really? Yeah. On my planet, I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm an incel where I come from, so. I guess, I guess I'll help you save the world or some shit. Yeah. When you put it like that, it's pretty funny. You didn't like the 10 minute fight at the end? It's all dark. We just, just can't CG. tell what's going on. It's just a bunch of goo like splatting on the lens. But I saw, like, I think on Twitter that they actually filmed Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed fighting yeah. like, on a green screen and then they did CG over top of it. So, like, the moves were real. It's just the animators made it incomprehensible to see what was going on. No, but did you see the moves they were doing? It's like they were directed to just, like, flop over each other. But Riz <laughs> yeah. Ahmed's, like, he's smiling and shit because it's so ridiculous looking. <laughs> well, that's probably CG'd why they it. covered it all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, you want to do uh, one last question? Yeah, let's end on this one then from Matt Make Movies. Who says, what are some of your guys' all-time favorite film characters? Alex, please try to mention characters other than the ones from The Big Lebowski. I, was gonna, I thought he was going to say Madagascar. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> assuming that. Yeah, I feel also. like, how often have I brought up characters from The Big Lebowski? <laughs> Is it that often? I don't know. You mentioned the dude before. but All-time favorite time. characters? Uh... The bride from Kill Bill. Lover. Mm. Mostly because I love the movie, I guess. But <laughs> I don't know if this is cheating, but I'd say Peter Parker from like the old Spider-Man movies. The oh, like Sam the Raimi, Raimi ones. ones. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. As a kid, I really loved those movies, and I really liked that character. I identified with him a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, it's a comic book character. It's not like an original movie character, so it's kind of cheating. But Caden from Synecdoche, New York, obviously. Really great character. Also... Um... Main, Jim Carrey's character in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's a really great character. Joaquin Phoenix from Her, I really liked. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'd say Don Corleone from Godfather, which we talked about. But he's in mm. the movie, so he's not even in the movie a lot. And he has a huge impact. Like, mm -hmm. You remember him. Yeah. And he's a good character. Yeah. Scar from The yeah, Lion King. I like, um, <laughs> I like Samwise Gamgee. He's the real hero of Lord of the Rings to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam! <laughs> oh, uh, King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. I like Travis Bickle mm. and Rupert Pupkin. I really love movies that basically serve as like a character study, particularly mm -hmm. with characters that are not even necessarily supposed to be likable because I, you know, I have more to think about and they seem a bit more complex. And I like when a director or writer or both is able to communicate that type of person that, you know, hopefully in real life that they're not, you know, they're able to get into the mind of someone who might be like a complete sociopath or something like that. And you can see like these mm -hmm. little 
you sometimes ticks or you can see these justifications for their actions even though other people might not do the same thing so like there's a movie called simon killer by antonio campos that i really liked and the main character is just a complete fucking asshole but i love how it's shown i love how it's presented and it's 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 a really intelligent movie as a character study even though mm-hmm. nobody's seen yeah. it <laughs> and it's like <laughs> kind of divisive even it doesn't even seem like everybody who's seen it even likes it but i found that to be a really great character study movie for sure yeah so i like travis bickle too and all of them like the flawed characters like you said barry and punch drunk love like he's one. Oh yeah i found him very likable 100 because he was like you know he's he's kind of he does unlikable things but he's also mentally a little sick like there's ment- he's mentally something wrong with him mm-hmm. yeah and it's like there's a consistency in the character too it's like something that was mm-hmm. actually created that's something i really love not just like yeah. copy paste lines that could be from any other character or you know have a character that doesn't exist consistently in the world or something like that mm-hmm. this is england has some really good characters in it yeah um especially with the expansion of the like shows that they they added on especially like combo he's like the most memorable character to me uh edward norton from fight club or and brad pitt actually both of them i thought were really good mm-hmm. yeah a lot of cohen brothers characters are also really interesting and fleshed out the main character from a serious man is one that i like mm-hmm. lywin davis lewin davis mm-hmm. Lewin Davis? Is that yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lewin Davis is a good Fargo as well as most ones. Yeah. Uh there was a um there's a an Italian movie called uh, Reality from I think twenty twelve. And I'm blanking on the director's name right now. Um and make sure you don't confuse it with other movies <laughs> called Reality, because there's a few of them. But th- I found that one to be like a really great kind of uh character study in a sense, where you get to kind of witness this person's, like, slow unraveling, and you can see all of their insecurities and, and, like, everything Mm -hmm. going on in their mind to a really interesting degree. That's that's one that I really love. Hmm. Matteo Garon, the guy that directed a movie called Dogman and Gamora. Hmm. Reality is probably my favorite movie of his. Okay. Oh, have you guys ever seen the movie Border? It's about like these troll people. Yeah, no. yeah, I did. That was interesting. That sounds. That sounds I cool. thought I thought they played the characters really well. Mm-hmm. That was like really convincing. Mm-hmm. Did you say troll people? Yeah, they play uh, trolls. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't say too much about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's an interesting, weird movie. Very strange. Is this a 2018 one? <laughs> yeah. It is very strange. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's very bizarre. Okay, it looks interesting. It's a good yeah. watch. All right. I guess that's that. I guess are that they, is Are that. there any, like, villains? Any villains you... Scar really from the like? Lion King. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I like Syndrome from The Incredibles. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Darth Vader seems like an obvious one, but, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. pretty iconic at this point. You can't, like, not include him. I still like that guy. Even though he's been made a mockery of, I still think Darth Vader's creepy looking. Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. good. I like the performance more than I like the character in that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, the character is pretty ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. But the performance yeah, cool is what really sells it. Lying about his 
backstories over and over again. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, Daniel Plainview. There will be blood. Oh, yeah. That's a great that's, character. That's a really. Mm-hmm. That's a great character study movie. So yeah. yeah, that's a good one to include. Performance and character, top notch. Mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson's good with that. Oh yeah, all of his movies, even yeah. like uh, Phantom Thread, like that main. Oh, one hundred percent. Daniel Lewis's character in that. Yeah, he's yeah. Like really thought well, thought out. I mean. Yeah, I like when you can tell that a writer knows the character more than you could ever even see in the film. It's like, <laughs> like they know exactly what that character is. Yeah. Yeah. And he understands like psychology too. Like Barry is, he's probably like bipolar or depressed or something a little yeah. bit. And so he like writes that into the story. Like that makes sense. You don't just have like a random character doing like stupid shit. <laughs> Cause then it comes across silly, like an Adam Sandler movie normally. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever seen, um, Nightcrawler? Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah. Really good yeah. yeah. That's I like a good one. Character. Good I love that. that character. That's a really good character. Yeah. That's what made the movie pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, the main character in Anomalisa, I think, is really good. Really oh, yeah. insightful. Yeah, yeah 100%. Really vulnerable and yeah. Charlie Kaufman does a great job with that. We already listed his other movies <laughs> pretty much. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get like the perfect character down. It has to be a perfect synergy between like the writer doing something good and the actor really embracing it and being good and the mm-hmm. director, you know, focusing it. It's hard to get that perfect mm-hmm. character, but it happens. It happens sometimes. I love the character of Neil Breen in all of Neil Breen's movies. <laughs> the director as a character. His, his twin brother. Did you see he has like a five movie Hell retrospective yeah. thing? He's like behind the scenes. Yeah, for like, like 150 bucks long. or some shit. It's oh ridiculous. My God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's a master class, except I don't think he has anything that insightful. It's about say. the character, <laughs> though. Just like all of his movies. I'll sure. be learning more about him. That's mm-hmm. what I want. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's important. All right. I think that uh, about wraps things up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. So I guess uh, I guess there's another movie recommendation since Ralph and I swapped last time. Yeah, um, so it's your turn now. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be my turn and then Alex's and then mine again. So we'll have to remember mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so... Uh, I wanted to do a trilogy because everybody's in quarantine looking for shit to watch. Um, okay. Might as well knock off some more several movie things on the uh, on the podcast. And I'm going for Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Hell oh, yeah. Dude, nice. Neat. Wanted to talk about it for a while. Haven't seen it in a while. There are two different versions of each film. There's the theatrical oh, and the yeah. extended edition. I have never seen the extended edition. But I own them, and I'm thinking I might watch those, but you're under no obligation <laughs> to watch the extended editions yeah. as well. Like, you can just stick with the theatrical if you want. And They're then the ones might... I always watch, so... The theatrical? Mm. No, sorry, the uh, the extended ones. Oh, really? They're the ones okay, I'm used great. to at this point. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I like the whole, like, 12-hour experience. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hear, it's, I hear it's, like, more of the same, and I like what it is, so... I'd be interested in yeah. seeing I'm so familiar with it at this point. I don't know what the differences are. So okay. maybe I should watch theatrical. Well, I, don't know. I don't know. You might be I'll missing out. I might up. I'll flip a coin. <laughs> should we watch The Hobbit? Mm, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> this is already going to be like 12 hours. So, okay. yeah. I'm not going to. We can. If you want to recommend The Hobbit trilogy another time, <laughs> you're free to fucking do that. But, yeah, uh, maybe another time. All right. Awesome. 
Yeah. Thank you for coming on, Elvis the Alien TV. Yeah, thank you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you have, do you have anything to uh, plug? What's your YouTube channel? If anybody wants to find you and uh, stuff like that. YouTube, Elvis the Alien. I also have another channel, Alien Bacon, where we oh, like... Yummy. Uh, me and Bionic Pig, mm-hmm. we look at random stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled for Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings... Watch it before the next episode. These episodes come out every two weeks, and you can listen to them early by going to sardonicast.com. Sign up for premium, $2 a month. You'll get these episodes as they're edited. Also, patreon.com slash sardonicast. Also, we got merch. Uh, Link in the description. All right. Thank you so much for joining. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, Elvis. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. This was a pleasure. Thank you, Alex. Cheers, man. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you, Thank Alex you, Garland. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.